welcome to Inside the Madhouse, your source for all things Southern Oregon Spartans hockey. On the ice, in the locker room, all the way around the rink, we take you behind the scenes of your very favorite hockey club. And now, your hosts, Coach Martin and Marco. And we are back. That's right, episode number five, Coach. Inside the Madhouse, this is the, I can't believe we made it this far, this is a blast. I can't believe it's been five weeks. I mean, yeah, yeah, right? We made it to episode five, but that means we've been doing one a week. Like, yeah. It feels like just yesterday we, we started this. It's been five weeks. I it's mean, this, this quarantine, it's going, it's making me crazy. <laughs> it's flying by with Andrew Rothmeyer's speed. It's just going crazy right now. And episode five, it's been a blast. We have to give stick taps to the big man, the voice of the madhouse, Don Hurley, for last week's episode, which was an absolute belter. And um, gosh, you know, such, such a rich knowledge of the team spent so much time a decade with the franchise and just um his care his his view his approach on everything is is so right on you know i I, there's a little extra comfort i feel just knowing he's in the box and that he's don is in the building you know it's a nice thing so and you say it all the time like you're you're getting to know us and you're getting to know so much behind the scenes as we're doing this stuff and with don it was the same thing like i i didn't know he was a billet Back, back in the day like I, right. I didn't know about him mm-hmm. so it was cool to like you know we, we both knew it was going to be a good interview right and it was going to be a great interview which was right there was no way of no i mean it's he he just goes so deep into the sport to his his job in the sport and the, just the care he brings i think is a perfect snapshot of everything we we want and we love in the spartan nation you know it's a it really is we are, we're a, a tough team uh we got a, we got a tough culture here you know, but we're a bunch of sweethearts, and that's how we uh, that's how we approach the game. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome episode, and yeah, Don, uh, thanks again. I know you're you're going to be listening because you listen to every one of them. So, thank thank you, Don. No, really, really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, big up, Don. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back. It's number four uh, inside the madhouse. Make sure you click that subscribe tab to never miss an episode. And uh, today we have also a very special guest coming up in the show. I'm very excited about. Uh, Coach, why don't you let them know who we got coming on up? Yeah, so um, we, we do have a returning player, uh, returning captain, uh, Yuval Halpert. Uh, he's going to join us later in the show. Um, awesome interview with him. Uh, he really shows his personality and why, you know, we love him so much over here in, in Southern Oregon. And, um, you know, he was a, a leader for me from, from day one last year. Uh, he couldn't complete the season. Uh, he had to go back home in December to, to complete his military obligations but you know we talked about that in the interview and he comes from such a unique um place or just you know very much different from the u.s that it's great to kind of pick his brain and and talk about his upbringing and it was uh it's a really great interview and it really showcases how how good of a kid he is absolutely yeah and i mean there's so much that i've admired about him watching him over the past couple seasons especially this last season as captain and uh, he brings so much, and he he plays above his years. You know, it's a incredibly mature player, and just you know the demeanor he has. Um, and it's awesome just to really kind of get to know uh, a little bit more about him and and just uh, his approach. And he's funny as heck, and just uh, <laughs> just an awesome kid. You know, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that interview. It was a great great conversation we had with you, Val. And um, before that, we wanted to touch on a couple things. Uh, we briefly touched on it last week uh, in the in the latter you know um, minutes of of the episode with Don, but the family advisors 
um, who are in the junior hockey world and maybe a lot of uh, folks who are fans of junior hockey might not even really know um, that the role exists or even if they do might not know what the role entails exactly. And um, so we just wanted to just kind of wrap about, I'd like to just pick your brain on that a little bit, coach. And yeah, sure. Um, you know, I guess we should start with the, the terminology um, of, of these advisors. So here, here in the U.S., um, they're called family advisors. Um, they're, they're not agents. Um, these kids are still amateur athletes, um, so they can't have um, an agent for NCAA eligibility. So here in the U.S., they're, they're known as family advisors. Um, you get up into Canada, uh, Western Canada, same thing, um, definitely the family advisor term. Um, you get over into the east, and it changes a little bit. Um, some of them uh, will be very offended if you do call them an agent. You know, they 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 stay to the term of family advisor. Now you go overseas, and it's completely different. You know, um, they are agents, and hmm. they they don't mind the term, and that's just kind of how it how it works um, throughout the world. So you know, do excuse me when, when I talk about them. I do refer to them a lot as agents, family advisor doesn't really roll off the tongue uh, too <laughs> easily. Um, but I, it's, very, it's very interesting because not a lot of people know that, you know, at least half of my roster last year was represented by an agent or a family advisor. So fans don't really, really know that ab- about these players. So you know, I, I do kind of want to, you know, go over what, what they do, you know, for these players. Right. So they're basically – you know, in my talks with you, it's been interesting to to kind of try to tease out and separate the family advisor versus the agent part because, in in a lot of circumstances, they're functioning like an agent, and and uh, and, and I wouldn't even necessarily assume that was a derogatory term for it, but um, I guess it's how it's how it, however any individual approaches it, you know, that makes the difference probably. Yeah, some of these guys are you know independent people that um, don't even necessarily want the term family advisor they're a friend of the family that's helping out you know some of them um, are family advisors that work for agencies or are agents that work for agencies um, it, there, there's a huge scale to this stuff you know it could be just a guy trying to help out or a guy doing this as a profession um, so you know basically the the players um, will either be approached by the agent um, or the other way around um, the junior hockey landscape is kind of overwhelming uh, for families, you know, when you sign a kid up to go to CCM Denver or, or Las Vegas Globals, they're going to get over 100 emails from different teams, you know, throughout the country. So it is overwhelming to kind of weed through what the best fit is for the player. And that's where the, the agents come in. Um, I guess over here in the U.S., that's kind of their primary job is to see where you fit in best. Now, when you go over to Europe and, and Russia, you know, these kids don't speak English, you know, so that's um, a big part where an agent will, will come in is that this kid from Russia wants to go to the States and play hockey. He doesn't know the first thing about junior hockey over here. He can't speak English though. Those are really necessary. Um, what do you call it? I want, I don't want to say broker, but a necessary middleman to help the kid come over here and, and find a place to play. Right. Which is kind of, kind of has a necessary function, you know, if, I mean, if you don't know, you know, folks over here, if there is a language barrier, you know, there's, you can see how a role like that would be very handy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of what they do. And, um, you know, it, it, you know, I don't want to go too much into like my opinion on, you know, advisors. I think that they're, they're great and they're necessary at, at different times. Um, but you know, 
it's just like any other junior hockey team, right? There's, um, there's good programs and there's not so good programs, you know, right. and it, it goes, it, the, the same thing goes with these, these agents or advisors. Some of them, um, are just looking for, you know, to grab some cash and, you know, that's about it. And some of them are truly trying to look out for their kids. So it's, it's, it's muddy water. So that's for sure. Right. It's probably hard to navigate that when you are overwhelmed with every other kind of aspect that's coming at you with, I mean, it, I'm thinking about families, I'm thinking about players, you know, and you know, you, you don't really know what you don't know, especially if they're in a different country. And I mean, that could be an extra, an extra minefield while you're trying to reduce the minds that you're, you're, you're looking at, you know? Yeah, and I, and I kind of want to um, give like two stories here and one, one of them's very positive. One of them is not. And it, it's just the reason why I'm, I'm, telling these stories is because I do want to utilize this platform as best as possible to help, you know, families out there, you know, navigate the waters. And, um, you know, we had a kid this past season, uh, Tomas uh, Okoski from Slovakia. Um, his agent was the best. I mean, he contacted me every other week, um, asked how he's doing, if, you know, if he can do anything for us. And he's a, a really great agent. And actually the agent's name was Tomas. So that just wow. kind of, made it a little easier. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so he, uh, his agency is a GSA, um, sports agency, um, highly, highly recommended, um, uh, from myself and even, um, his partner reached out to me too, just talking, just asking about Tomas and that, that went a long way, you know, for me with, with this stuff. So he's definitely, that's a positive story I have. Right. Um, you know, I guess a negative story I have, and I don't want to get too, in depth with it, but, you know, we picked up a player, um, on the road. Uh, we, we went up to play a game and they owed us a player and, and this guy fit in for us. Um, he, he was from overseas. He came over here. He was traded a couple times and it really hurt him emotionally. You know, he wasn't necessarily, uh, I think he was kind of a sensitive kid, which, which is okay. Um, he just didn't, want to be treated like a piece of meat anymore or, or a pawn, yeah. you know, getting traded around to, to, I was his third team in, you know, I think a month. Wow. So it, it didn't really work. But anyways, the, the agent called me and he just ripped me a new one. You know, he just said, you know, a lot of personal attacks, a lot of, you know, you, you need to release my player. And if you don't, this will happen. And just a lot of inappropriate stuff happened. And wow. uh, he even, you know, threatened physical violence, you know, when he does see me and we were, we were supposed to meet, um, in December. So, you know, that, that's kind of a, a bad story, but I want people to understand that that eight, who, who's at fault here. Now that agent went to that family and said, I will get your kid over to the U S he will play on this team. He will be taken care of. That's my service. Now, when he got over here, he was playing for teams that he had no business playing for. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if that happens, if your skill level isn't on par with the team you're going to, what do you think is going to happen? He's going to get traded. So right. the agent knew this from day one of his skill level. He's sending him to teams that have, he has no business being on, and this is what's going to happen to him. But he still went through and told the family that he's going to be okay over here. Everything's going to be great. And it wasn't. You know, so that's not on me. That's not on him. That is strictly on the agent that he brokered a deal that wasn't in the player's best interest. Right. And it's, I mean, it's gotta be, you know, this is a, 
we're preparing these kids as we've talked about, not only as hockey players, but as adults. And that just seems kind of like a, a whole kind of rigmarole is like, what is that showing a young yeah. man? What is that? You know, it's completely left out in the dark. It's not helping you um, mature or grow as a person. And how can you learn a system? How can you, you know, develop any chemistry with, with, you know, any teammates, three teams in one month, you know, that's barely yeah. time to, to learn anything to, to, to gel at all, you know? So it's, it's kind of a disservice to his hockey progression and personal progression at the, at the same time. Well, that agent's true colors showed, mm. you know, that he is not in this to, to develop, you know, humans. He, he's not, he, he's in this to, you know, promise families stuff, promise families, his services for a fee, you know, for a fee right. and not follow through with that or not ethically go about it. So, right. you know, that, that's just, you know, a cautionary tale of, you know, a deal that, that went wrong. And, you know, again, I don't think that these agents are all evil or anything like that. I, I do feel that they have a, a good role in, in junior hockey, but, you know, parents should be aware of situations like that. You know, they, they really shouldn't. Now that, you know, we checked our analytics and we're getting hits from all over the world. You know, people are listening to this all over the world. So a scenarios like this can happen, you know, and, and I want our viewership to, to know about this. Absolutely. And it, it is a, a vital, you know, vital thing that people in junior hockey should know about. And for, we were talking, I think off the, off the air uh, last week, you know, and for someone who's as into junior hockey as I am and to have no idea about this, you know, there's a lot more casual fans who, you know, aren't paying as much attention as I am. And I didn't even know about it. So it's a, it's a good thing just to, um, to stay on and, and going back to uh, the new countries that have been checking. We want to give out big shouts out of course to Canada uh, we want to give shouts out brand new uh, skull. Thank you for watching or listening in Sweden. Uh, big up Slovakia, Ireland, Australia, Switzerland, Hungary, and Germany. Guten Tag, everybody out in Germany. And thank you for, for uh, tuning in to inside the madhouse. So uh, it is going, it's, it's kind of uh, taken off in a, in a weird way. It's a, uh, it's very awesome, you know, and I think this uh, about the family advisors, this is uh, an issue that concerns everybody in junior hockey. And I'd like to give a little shout out right now to two other excellent podcasts, uh, to the Western States hockey talk podcast. Um, also junior hockey talk podcast. Both of these, um, have, you know, constant interviews and are always touching on topics that, uh, really are of note and of care for, for folks. If you're enjoying what you're hearing here, uh, those are also other great resources to, to check out and just to get involved. Yeah. And, and I, I want to shout someone out, uh, as well. Uh, Frank G. Uh, he's a, a good friend of mine. Uh, he, he's from Wisconsin. I've actually never met him face to face, but his brother uh, actually came out here and played in Southern Oregon. So that's how we kind of connected. Um, he, he's not really an, an advisor. Um, he does have a couple players that he helps out, uh, but he's, he's, uh, he participates in this company uh, that, that's really, really cool. It, it's an online hockey training um, website. And uh, I just want to kind of read something to you. So Train 2.0 brings an evolution to hockey training and skill development. By leveraging modern technology and software platforms, professional and amateur players around the world can develop like never before. Kinesiologist and former pro hockey player Jason Yee teaches the mechanics of NHL superstars by reverse engineering their commonly misunderstood mo movements into simple building blocks. Players incorporate these mechanics through a series of progressive drills 
and coaching cues to completely transform their game. Um, so more information, you can find it on train. So you just spell out train to the, the number two and then point spelled out P O I N T O.com. Uh, the courses are downhill skating systems, uh, slingshot shooting system, precise puck control, uh, quantum analytics and injury proof your hips. Um, so it, it's a really cool online, um, resource. Um, I'm on their mailing list, so I get emails from them all the time. I really enjoyed the one about, uh, uh, Austin Matthews on how he shoots the puck and how he changes the angle on, on goaltenders. And just these, these emails, if you read them and, and you watch and you can really break down, you know, how effective uh, he is as a goal scorer. So I, I highly re- recommend um, all of our listeners to, to check them out. Again, they're, they're great people. Uh, me and Frank, you know, we, we could talk for hours on the phone and we do. Um, and it's just, it's a solid product. And, and I wanted to, to get that out there. Oh man, we'll have to get him on, on the episode one of these days here and um, a super solid, excellent product. We'll have all the information um, so you can link up in the show notes. Um, we'll have all the relevant links and emails and websites for that. That's a, an amazing product. Yeah, for sure. Should we send it on over to our captain? Oh, captain, my captain. It's Yuval Halpert. And that's right, coach. Right now on the line, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. He's a captain to you. He's a captain to me. He is the captain of the Southern Oregon Spartans. He's returning to us. He's the captain of the national team of Israel. There's only one man that fits that distinction. This is Yuval Halpert. Yay! Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing, Yuval? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, great. Great, thanks. Missing you here in Southern Oregon. Oh, yeah. I miss you, too. I see you cleaned your room. Oh, yeah. Just for you guys. Ah. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, Yuval. Um, you know, you're you're definitely one of the fan favorites. So, you know, any fan listening will will know of of yourself, and we're we're so happy to to have you back next year. And you know, we the season was cut a little short for yourself. Uh, you had to return um, in December uh, to kind of to to fulfill your your military commitment. So, how are things over there in in Israel right now? Are are you guys shut down? And, and how's the yeah, army? We shutting down everything, but right now it's getting better. I mean, schools are open. Restaurants gonna be open in two weeks. I just had my first ice practice on Thursday, which was really good. And we're getting business back together, so that's good. Yeah, for sure. And to to speak on that, you know, people don't really think hockey and Israel kind of go together, right? <laughs> Um, oh, it doesn't. <laughs> there you go. Um, how, how did you get started with hockey, and, and how is his hockey in, in Israel? Well, I started playing roller hockey when I was eight. There was like after school activities, and you had to choose one, so I chose roller hockey. And from there, I started playing ice when I was about 12. And at that time, I had one rink, which is like three hours away from my house, even the central. So we had to travel like once a month, basically. Plus you have like a week training camp in like in Europe or something like that. And then they build another rink in the central, which is like basically half size of what we had in Oregon. And from their national team, I played in the first few twenties when I was about 15. And then I moved to the USA when I was 17. And that's it basically. Yeah, and, and you won a, a gold medal. With yeah, the, two, actually. Uh-huh. Two of you? Yeah, I got two gold and one silver. 
That's awesome. Wow. Kind of walk us through that. I mean, how, how special of a moment was that in your, in your hockey career? Oh, it was amazing. Like, it's like the best feeling ever. You actually like the world champion. I mean, not really the world champion. You're in your division. But yeah, it was pretty awesome. You got to hear like national um, and all that. It was pretty special to me. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, we, we hosted yourself and uh, Marom last year last season, your, your good buddy from, from Israel. And um, what really stuck out to us, you know, in, in the front office and all that is you, you guys are, are different in a very positive way. Um, you're, you're, you're basically grown adults at 19 and 20 years old. And I remember talking to Marone one time and he goes, well, we just grew up a lot different. You know, like when we oh, heard yeah. sirens, you know, it, it meant something different to when a, an American heard a siren. So can you kind of like walk us through, you know, your upbringing in Israel and, and how much different it is than the U.S.? Well, here you have the military. It's, I mean, you have to go when you're a teen. Either you're a boy or a girl. You have to serve, girls serve two years and boys two years next month. And that's mandatory. And most of the boys are going to combat and fight. And that's it. I mean, you got quiet times and not very quiet times and we got like rockets shutting at us every once in a while and you got like hear the uh, siren and all that and when you hear it when you're four years old it's kind of like stress you out but you gotta live with it and yeah that's basically it i mean we're pretty much like getting used to the situation here i mean it's not like we're in a war zone i don't want like everybody to think that like i don't know some scary country but it's different. It's a lot different. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, um, yeah, just, you know, I'm, I don't even have Instagram. So, of course, Bree shows me your guys' Instagram all the time. <laughs> and it looks like a fun place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. I was talking to Marome yesterday, actually, and he had this, like, really nice-looking coffee up on his Instagram. And I was like, what is that? And I said, every time I see your pictures and his pictures, I keep telling Dylan, like, we're going there. And that yesterday, like, sealed the deal. Like, we're going to go next next summer. Yeah. We're going to see what it's all about because it looks beautiful. There's so many places to go here. You got the Dead Sea. You got Jerusalem. You got so many beautiful places. And honestly, I, I think it's the safest place in the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, just to kind of speak of, of the Army stuff, so what, what is your role? Um, in I'm a gym Army? trainer. Gym trainer. Gym trainer, so that that goes hand in hand with a huge attribute that you have is is your off ice commitment to to training. And um, I do want to let you know that Sam is in Medford. Met with a gym today, and it's it's a really nice gym, and um, you're you're really gonna like it. Oh yeah, it needs to go through my approval anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know. Life on the road, you know, we, we spent a lot of time on the road last year and, um, you know, we, we got to know you, you boys uh, pretty well. And, you know, I guess you guys have uh, a little unique um, structure to your day, you know, and I think that that speaks a lot to your religion. And, um, you know, how, what, what's your daily routine and, and can you kind of speak about that a little bit? Well, we got to pray every day except Saturday. Saturday is like the rest day you don't do anything so it's basically like a 10 minute routine when you just like 
you pray. You got like a little blanket you put over yourself. You got the yarmulke, of course. You got something you wrap around your hand. You read some blessings, and that's it. And you can pray more or less. You can read more blessings, but usually it takes around 10 minutes. And you do it from sunrise to sunset. You got to be between that. And that's it, basically. Honestly, I do it because it makes me feel good. Makes me feel like, you know, pure, I want to say. And I kind of dragged Moromi into that because he didn't really do it before. <laughs> so it was nice to do like something really good about it. But yeah. And, and your diet has a lot to do with your religious practices too, right? Yeah, we cannot eat pork or any seafood. Uh, I never tried it, Moromi either. And we can mix dairy and meat. So we got to eat them like, you know, between two and three hours. So that's special, but I don't see any problem with that. I mean, I'm used to it. Everybody here used to it. I mean, you don't see people sell pork or ham or everything else in the stores here. It's just like regular for us. Is it, is it difficult for you on the road finding the right things? Like it, in a supermarket or, you know, certain places, is it, is it uh, weird? Is it hard at all or is that pretty cozy? Uh, no, really, just got to pay attention on right. what you eat. The first road trip we went on after the uh, break when you yeah. and Marom were gone. Call me I was, out. No, I was like, oh, no mushroom <laughs> pizzas on the order. <laughs> yeah, only pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so we we yeah. kind of got used to it, I think. Yeah, and when, when we did the cookout and stuff, we just got beef hot dogs, and it was not a big thing. And I'm glad you guys you know, let me know about all that stuff. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yeah, well, I want to step in here for a minute, Coach. Um, I remember speaking with you last year, um, and you said right when you met Yuval, right when you, you saw him walk in the room, you're like, there's my captain. And um, I wanted, there's, it, just talking now, Yuval, this is so great because I see you around the, the rink so often, but, you know, we never, kind of like we talked about last episode, we never really have a chance to just sit down and talk for more than a few seconds. It's always, you know, you're, you're doing one thing, everybody else is kind of on their path. But um, just, yeah, I kind of wanted to, to ask you kind of, coach, what did you see? What attributes did, were so, so obvious um, about Yuval? And, and then kind of Yuval just, I think, seeming to me about like a lot of things in your life, just kind of, you exude this kind of leadership quality, like a calm kind of a deliberate, collected, directed self, you know? So coach, I'd like to start with you. Like what, what did you, what, what caught you right away? Yeah, and I think, you know, we've talked about it before on the podcast, you know, we're hosting kids from, from 16 to 20, right? Sometimes a 16-year-old will be more mature than the 20-year-old, and sometimes right. right? It's just everyone's on a development path, and I think you can clearly see, you know, the, the athletes that have it or, or that, that have that, that leadership ability or just, you know, they're, they're responsible humans already, you know, whether it's 16 years old or 20-year-old. And um, with Yuval, you know, right away you stepped up as as far as, you know, leading the team off the ice, you know, with, with some off-ice extra conditioning that they didn't need to do. I wasn't requiring him – I wasn't requiring the team to do anything extra. And he stepped up and, and made sure that that got, that got handled. Um, and from right from, – from day one, I tasked him with a couple different things, and he, you know, locked it down right away. The big thing for me is the locker room. Like, that is – your place of pride. I mean, it should be clean every single day. You know, there should never be spit on the floor, or tape balls or whatever. And you've all, you know, handled that right away. So yeah, it was, it was an easy choice and you know, we're, we're excited to have him back. 
Well, and speaking of that, of the locker room, if you look back on most of those pictures from yeah. the locker room, like it's Marome's stall. Yeah. Or <laughs> stall. Yeah. Because their stalls were always the ones that were the way they're supposed to be. Yeah. Wow. And, and also, Yuval, you're captain of uh, Team Israel as well. So you, uh, you really seem to be stepping into this and embracing this leadership role. Yeah, I was a captain since I was a little kid, honestly. From wow. My, from my team back here in my hometown when I was about 10 years old through the U18s national team, U20s national team. Yeah, I, I like to lead. I think I'm pretty good at it. I don't want to say great, but uh, I'm trying my best. And I'm not saying it wasn't hard. You can ask coach about it. Right. Um, but I like it. Does it feel like a natural thing for you, even though that you know it does take work, but does it feel kind of a natural role that you're just suited for? Oh yeah, honestly, I'm I'm a guy who likes to talk. So whenever I'm in a new place, I'm saying my opinion no matter what. I mean, mm. <laughs> I flew to the men's world championship last season. I was a rookie. Everybody else was like, you know, 25, 30 years old, and I just spoke like every other player. And even though it was my first year, and it was just a natural thing to me. So I have a question for you all because we've talked about this before. How's your uh, Duolingo going with your Russian? Oh, it was pretty good. It's Is pretty it? Good. I think, yeah, I think we're going to be able to speak a little bit more when I'll come over there. Um, uh, it's not easy, but I can, I can read pretty good. Yeah. Good. I like that. I've, that's the app I'm using too. So when I asked you about it that day, but you're app. probably way ahead of me because I've been slacking, but <laughs> based on your recommendation, I got that app too. So I, I got to start learning now. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good app. I'm not advertising anything. I'm just saying I'm using it. <laughs> Use promo code Uval to get 10% off. <laughs> Uval. Um, so what, I know you said you started hockey, played roller hockey young, but um, was there, you know, any, was hockey visible to you on like the NHL or the KHL uh, scale of, you know, hockey players to look up to, you know, were, were you thinking that or was it just a uh, great sport? I don't have any, any players who plays pro. Well, I think we have about like a couple. We had a, mm-hmm. a guy who played in the KHL actually a few games and now he plays in the Slovakian League, I think, mm-hmm. or in Europe somewhere. Um, but he moved from Israel when he was about two. Wow. And he moved to Canada. So, yeah, he just got a citizenship. Wow. But we got a few guys who plays NCAA D3. Uh, we got a guy who played D1. And that's it, basically. Right. It's got to be a, it's, it's, how, how is hockey in Israel? Like, you know, we, we started off talking about how it's not maybe the most obvious fit and even going back a couple episodes talking about hockey in Jamaica and other, other countries. Um, what is, is, is it in the public consciousness at all? Is, is hockey a big sport or what, what would be the big, the biggest sports there? The biggest sport here is soccer. Okay. Now that is basketball. Um, we only have, I think about two and a half ranks in Israel. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, we they they built actually a, few, a couple of sheets like last year I think, but the main rank we're playing is half size and we're playing four and four. Mm, okay. Five, yeah. Right. And we have I think eighteen games a season. Okay. Uh, it's not uh, it's a, it's a running clock, so that's an, like you got twenty minutes and no matter how many whistles you had, it's over because ice is really expensive here. Right. Right. I can imagine. My gosh. Yeah. There's. Uh, hockey developing in Greece too, and I think they play a similar format over there, a little little stripped down, you know, just because 
it is so so expensive to get you know ice at all over there. So, but uh, yeah, we're it, playing such a crazy hours. My practice starts at eleven p.m. and ends at twelve thirty. Wow, that's the only time ice is available. Wow, after eight p.m. So the little kids practice from eight to nine thirty, and then so on. And the adults practice from eleven to I don't know, even one o'clock. Right. Did you grow up playing other sports as well, or I was only in soccer? For okay. Years. I was terrible. <laughs> then I quit. With your short little legs. With your short little legs. I can jump though. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started hockey and it never stopped. Right. What's what's your favorite thing about hockey? Um, the teammates traveling, basically. Mm-hmm. I saw so many places just from hockey, world championships, friends, training camps, everything. It was just like I like to travel. I like to see the world, and I got to see so many places, and that was awesome. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I can tell about our time in Utah if Coach wants you to tell about it. <laughs> what the basketball? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, say, I say yes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. So these two kids—I shouldn't even call you kids—but yeah. anyways, my two Israeli boys. We were in Utah, and they've never seen a basketball game before. We and saw a basketball game, NBA. not an NBA game. It's yeah. a whole different level. Yeah, sorry, an NBA game. <laughs> so they come to me after dinner just whining and crying that they need to go to this NBA game. And I said, I just told them no. Just, nope, we're going back to the hotel. But, Coach, but I, I don't think I'll ever see an NBA game. And the puppy eyes came out. And <laughs> it wasn't like that. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I let them go to the damn game. But, yeah, I mean. But, no, it's, it's cool, you know. When we were in California, uh, you wanted to go to the beach, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you never seen the ocean. Well, down in California, well, not done. Away from me, I never seen the ocean in that side of the world. <laughs> well, this year we're going to Boston. You know about that, right? Yeah, Boston and Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Boston, Vegas, yeah. So, I mean, have you seen the East Coast? Yeah, I've been in New York and Florida once, but that's it. Never played there. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a good experience for you. Yeah, if you like snow and being freezing cold, because it'll be in January. Like <laughs> it's going to be miserable. I like snow. I like the hot weather. I'm suffering right now. It's really hot in here. Is that? Uh, yeah, it was like the most uh, hot week in Israel in a while, actually. Wow. You're hanging out at the beach, I saw. And you a had lot. like a little temperature yeah. thing. That's Everything. about how hot it is here, too, about 90s. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's awful. Yeah. What? Oh, what? You got a new tattoo? Yeah. No, oh, nice. It's hockey sticks with a puck. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Next, you got to get a little little Spartan sword. Right, right. <laughs> okay. For the, for the other hand. <laughs> hey, talk, talk a little bit about... Oh, yeah, I get We all got him. <laughs> yeah, talk a little bit about uh, Southern Oregon, you know, why, why you like the Valley and, and the game days and, and all that stuff. Oh, just the fans. That's basically the whole thing I like there. Just kidding. I like a lot of things. <laughs> but first thing is my Bale family. They are the most amazing people I have ever met, and they're like my second family. I feel like home whenever I'm with them. Um, plus, I got to like to meet so many people, fans that you're talking to after the game, friends, 
everything. There's not really much to do in Oregon, especially in Southern Oregon, but it's just great to be there. The atmosphere, the community, that's perfect for a junior hockey player. I mean, you guys are, are living the dream, you know, so, soak it up while you can. And, you know, like, like I said, we're, we're excited to, to have you back and we're excited for a more competitive team. And, and I think you're, you're looking forward to that. And, you know, you, you stuck with us from day one, you know, and that means a lot to us, you know, the, the loyalty that you've shown us and, you know, we're excited to, to show it back. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. I just, yeah, to get some real ice time with real players. I'm excited. <laughs> Do you, do you like pregame skate with the music and all that? When I pick the music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your music, you <laughs> what, what? What's your what's your preference of music? <laughs> oh, I like rock before games. I like some pump up songs and yeah. all that. That gets me going. Get pumped. But once again, Spartan Nation. On behalf of all of us, I'd like to thank our captain. Yuval Halpert, the one and only. Really great to talk to you, and uh, thanks for taking the time today, man. No problem. It was a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, our captain, Yuval Halpert. Coach Bree, what a what an excellent kid, man. What a, what a great conversation as well. That Yeah, that went really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know you appreciated talking to him a little bit. Yeah. Because you miss him. I do miss Yuval, so... Yeah, this morning I was really happy. I, when I when I got up this morning, I told Dylan, "Guess what? We get to talk to you all today. I get to hear his little accent. Like and, today's gonna be a good day." And what else? And see the hair. And the hair. <laughs> oh, the hair! Yeah. The hair was magnificent. Blondes <laughs> have more fun, I guess. <laughs> Spartan Nation, we'll get you a screenshot uh, visual of that too because uh, we gotta <laughs> share the hair. It's <laughs> it's wonderful stuff. <laughs> I also never knew that he had a uh, the sense of humor he did. He's. Oh yeah, classic kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's witty and he's 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 fun to have around the rink. You know, yes. Yeah. You know, he's not just a serious. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he's mature, but he's still a twenty-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like we we're talking about, you know, how mature he is and all that. Right. And then it's like I text him, "What's your email so we can set up the Zoom?" And he sends me his email, and he goes, "Oh, g- give me a little bit. I gotta clean my room." Yeah. So like, so he's still like. A kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, what a beauty. <laughs> that was a great conversation. I learned so much. And uh, yeah, big stick taps to you all. And as our captain, is there a new player signing that he might be captaining? Drum roll, please. <laughs> and it's so funny with, with you all because I don't, I don't like announcing these players, you know, very much. I'm, I'm very vague with it. Right. I, I keep him in the loop because he's my captain. And he asks me all the time. He's like a little snake. I can just... I can tell him where this kid's from and like nothing else. And he sends me a screenshot. Is it this kid? And it is. (laughs) He's a little snake. Uh, It's spooky. I can't believe you found a, I won't say any names, but I can't believe you found the player that he did. That is, that's some, he might have a future in the FBI or somewhere (laughs) after this. (laughs) Well, he told me, he's like, he said, uh, army skills. That's all I sent back. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, we, we got another one, and, and let me tell you, th- this is a, a big pickup for us. Um, he's a, a 17-year-old from uh, Wawa, Ontario, uh, which I looked up on a map, and that is close to nothing, so <laughs> he's, he's quite far away. Um, he played in a pretty good league last year, 
Um, and I just want to read off his stats from last year. So 36 games played, nine or sorry, 19 goals, uh, 14 apples for a total of 33 points in, in 36 games, which is outstanding. And like I said, he's a 17 year old. You know, if you're putting wow. that those numbers up as, as an 03, uh, you you got a future ahead of you. And, and to to speak about kind of where he's from a little bit more, he's actually been building uh, since he was a peewee. Wow. So he, he's been away from home since he's was a peewee, which is incredible. And, and I think he's definitely mature enough to, to be, you know, halfway across the country, um, you know, over in Southern Oregon and, and his family agrees. Um, again, great family. I'm, I'm shipping him out of Jersey uh, here in the next couple of days just so they can, you know, have it around or, or whatnot. But yeah, um, you know, great, great signing and we're, we, you know, we know he's a good kid and we know he's mature enough and he's really going to produce uh, on the ice for us. So we're excited. Wow. That is excellent. Coach, I'm getting so excited about this squad, uh, especially today talking to Captain Yuval and then knowing some of the other players that we've been signing. Each week we've had, uh, you know, one, two, sometimes three players. You know, a uh, couple weeks ago we had a goalie, a stay-at-home defenseman, and a two-way player that, uh, I mean, we're putting together quite a squad and it's only May. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got uh, two more commitments this week, um, but I, I haven't received their contract back, so I didn't want to, you know, put, put them on this episode necessarily, but you know what, like, I'm almost done, you know, wow. and it, like I said, it's May, and it's pinched me, because I, I can't believe it. it's going so well, but I should believe that, because this product is awesome, you know, yeah. I, I should, you know, believe in that, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's been really great so far. That is excellent. And I can't wait to see all the boys hit the ice till we're back in the rink, in the madhouse, and uh, see this all play out on the ice. It's a, it's a wonderful way. This has been great in the offseason, you know, just to stay in tune every single week with Spartans hockey. Well, we might see hockey return uh, a little sooner than we thought. Yeah. We, we got some updates on that end. Yeah. So they're, um, right now, it looks like the NHL uh, PA, the Players Association, has approved um, the 24 team format uh to come back they're still waiting there's still a lot of unknowns but um it would be nice to see some uh some playoff hockey some some nhl hockey um in whatever form they bring it back and i uh, you know these are uncertain times it'll probably be with um with an empty rink something we hope that we don't necessarily have to endure when we come back uh this fall but uh, that would be also an interesting experience you know just to see some sort of professional hockey i mean i've been going back watching world juniors um, I think I'm back in 2012 now. I think I've seen every game of each tournament. So taking hockey where I can get it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope they, they come back, you know, just to, to see a different version of hockey. Like, right. like I said, um, I think it's kind of funny when this came out uh, yesterday, which was Friday, right. um, you know, some people were posting, hockey's back. And it's like, no, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> a lot left to do. <laughs> like. And, you know, it is what it is, but I thought it was just so funny. Like, right. like, and then people would, would share the article. And it's like, did you read the article? <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> concrete at all. It's like a game of telephone with just headlines. And by the time yeah. the first I saw, I was like, well, it's going to start tomorrow. But then when I actually read the article. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what they do, you know. And, I mean, leagues across the world are facing this, um, not just in hockey, obviously, like uh, – it's been a huge curveball that's been thrown into everything, not just sports, you know, and, um, just the whole life, you know, it's, uh, so it'd be nice to have some NHL back. And of course it'd be, can't wait till we have Spartans hockey back. 
Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, when we do open up the season, um, I think, you know, I, I hope that we're able to, to pack the madhouse. Um, I think there'll be some social distancing stuff that we'll still have to do. Um, maybe everyone wearing a mask or, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah. I kind of, I hope we get to wear masks in a weird way. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be fun. Just a cool kind of look around the madhouse, you know? <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, well, this has been a wonderful, far expanding episode. Um, great to touch on the family advisors early in the epi. Uh, great to talk to Captain Yuval Halpert. Um, what an inspiration. Always been a fan of his. And uh, like I said, I was super juiced to, to stay up watching him late in the, um, in the World Juniors that was in the tournament he played this winter in Korea. And uh, yeah, just what a great just conversation. Get to know him a little bit better. You know, we've had great conversations around the rink. But that's the longest I've been able to sit down and talk with you all. So uh, have a just a, a far accelerated respect for him, you know, if, if, if that's even possible, because I've always respected him. No, awesome guest, uh, awesome kid. And, and he'll definitely be back on. I mean, he's certainly he's such a big part of this that, you know, especially in season, I think we're going to have him on a couple of times. And yeah, no, and, and I think he likes it. He likes it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, he's captain material through and through. So I think that'll, that's, I think that's ingrained in him, you know? <laughs> well, thank you Spartan nation so much for checking in on this fifth episode of inside the madhouse, your 360 look into everything Southern Oregon Spartans hockey coach Martin Bree. Thank you guys. Thank you to our guest, Yuval Halpert. And we will be back next week. with A brand new episode till next time. Make sure that you keep it locked inside the madhouse and check us out. Online, www.sospartans at facebook.com slash Southern Oregon Spartans. On Instagram at sospartans and on Twitter at so underscore Spartans. Make sure you click subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Stay involved. We uh, love to hear from you. Ask a question. Send us your comments. Get in the rink and keep your sticks on the ice. This is Sparta. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you next time. I am. Spartan! What is your profession? Thanks for hanging inside the Madhouse. Remember, subscribe and share so you always catch all the action. Keep your sticks on the ice, and we'll see you next week inside the Madhouse. <laughs> <laughs>